0: On today's episode of The Savvy Consumer, John and I discuss food, food in Singapore, and food at different price points. We also talk about what makes Singapore unique and what we will recommend to people visiting Singapore. All that, next. Hey everyone, my name is Marcus and welcome back to the Savvy Consumer Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss psychology and human behaviour behind consumption and how we can utilise this knowledge to become a more savvy consumer. We also talk about related topics such as how we can optimise our personal finances, increase productivity and improve our life satisfaction. Joining me once again this week is John. John, say hi. Uh, Mushy, (laughs) mushy. So that that's, a, again, Japanese, just that uh, this is what they say when they pick up the phone. For some reason, I, I don't exactly know. But it's kind of like hello for the phone, right?
1: Yeah, but mochi is delicious. That's why they say mochi mochi. It's not mochi <laughs> mochi. Yeah, I know, I know. It's mochi
0: mochi. <laughs>
1: yeah, but it sounds like food, doesn't it? It does,
0: it does, (laughs) and maybe food may or may not be the topic that we're going to talk about today. Actually, uh, you know, this is, you know, we are doing a Zoom call, right? And Uh I guess it's kind of like a phone call, so, I guess, but I don't know whether Japanese people, they would go on the Zoom call and they say moshi moshi to their, to their loved ones, because it's uh, something that they use for uh, closer people, not so much uh, work,
1: work colleagues or something like that. Right, right, right. Hmm. Okay, cool. I don't know, it it just, that that was the first thing that popped up. I was like, uh, okay, mochi, mochi.
0: I I think you're running out of languages. You're going to have to need to prepare one for next week.
1: Yeah, all the European languages are too difficult, man. These are like, and the, and the, the, it's Uh, it's, it's difficult for, yeah, it's difficult for an Asian tongue. Chow. Chow, chow.
0: Yeah, talking talking about an Asian tongue and mochi, mochi, (laughs) (laughs) today's topic is going to be on food. And so, I guess it's going to be a bit more light-hearted topic unless you eat all the unhealthy food. And then, so it'll be a heavy-hearted topic. Because, so I uh, yeah, I, I I don't know what you eat, man. I, I'm not, I wasn't personally referring to you. But, uh, you know, last week we mentioned that we should talk about food because food is consumption, right? And that's what mm-hmm. the podcast is partially about. I mean, there's consumption and then there's consumerism as well. Um Actually, you know, I, I, I've I just been thinking recently over the weekend that I should really start taking care of my health because over the weekend I was eating tons of unhealthy stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, for Singaporeans who are listening or for yourself, you know that the McDonald's, Mc just came back.
1: Oh, yes. Mc Crispy. Mm, I haven't tried it yet.
0: Yeah, so apparently apparently it was uh, kind of like their fried chicken rendition, something similar to Kentucky fried chicken, right? Mm-hmm. And apparently it was phased out in 2002, which is yeah, yeah, 18 yeah. years ago. And yeah, so when people... When I was a young... What, oh, do, you, what? do you remember it though? Yeah, I do. Back then?
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember eating it like almost every time I went to McDonald's, but that wasn't very often. And it came with like... You know on the tray, normally they have like a piece of paper and that paper would be a comic of like flesh fry and steam marinade. <laughs> <laughs> because that's how they cook their chicken They steam marinate it And then they flash fry it yeah. Wait so, yeah, so, so Those are what superheroes? Like, yeah those are superheroes They drew like a, They literally drew like a comic for it And I think every time I went It was a different comic So it was quite cool you know But <laughs> you you don't really keep those paper Because it's like Soaked in oil after that <laughs> so But, it's
0: like but I have to say Those nasty. are great names
1: Flash oh. fry and steam marinate it's not the most original names, but you know, in 2002 or like 1990 something, that was, I think it was a great idea.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, they're not, they're not original names, but to kind of use those terms and then brand, uh, kind of brand them as superheroes. Oh, I yeah, think yeah, that, yeah. that's something that's hilarious.
1: Yeah. I think they were like, hmm, Flash is a superhero. So why can't Flash Fry be a superhero? <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's Team Marinette was just a bit weird. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah, so like a for-
0: so, for those people who kind of are old enough to have experienced the McCrispy back uh, in 2002 in Singapore, right? This is something that uh, many people of that age, uh, after the McCrispy came out again recently, they were very, very nostalgic about. And so, uh, my sister being one of them, right? And so, I happened to be in the area where there was a McCrispy. Uh, outlet. They don't have it at all outlets in Singapore. They only have it a f- at a few because they're piloting to see whether it does well. And if it does, then they it's something that they would consider having on their permanent menu and rolling out to all the outlets in Singapore, right? So I happened mm. to be at one of those outlets, about 10 of them that had Mac Crispy. So I had it and then I bought back a bucket of six and uh, for my family and I ended up eating over the weekend. I had five of them. And, oh, what? <laughs> and, and that's not I mean like in addition to a host of other unhealthy things and so I think right. uh, it's, it is high time that or at the very least it reminded me that I should be taking care of my health normally I don't eat so unhealthily but this weekend especially and so it just reminded me that I, that's something
1: that I or people in general have to do mm-hmm. yeah yeah my is great I haven't tried it though they say it's not exactly the same is it Uh, I, I,
0: can't, I can't say it because I didn't try it back then I think some what? people have shared that it doesn't right. taste exactly the same but maybe you know their memories might not be that accurate as well because yeah. that was 18 years ago so yeah, not yeah. too sure about that and actually the McDonalds um, for every McCrispy that they sell they actually give a pamphlet to say mm-hmm. that we are looking for feedback for the McCrispy so oh, they yeah the survey is pretty long they would say they would say for example on a scale of 1 to 5 with three being uh, just right, four being like, a bit too much, and mm-hmm. two being too little, for example. Right. How how juicy is the chicken, you know, uh-huh. or how spicy is the chicken? So I think they're still trying to perfect the recipe or trying to get the sweet spot of what fits uh, most of Singaporean states. But um, mm-hmm. a little bit interesting because I think companies don't generally do that. They mm. they've f- usually have the recipe already, and then they release it, and that they're not going to change anything. Um, mm, but this one they actually, seem to be collecting No, I mm. mean it, it's, it's pretty rare especially for like McDonald's right because they mm. haven't really released anything and when they have those limited items they don't usually give out large scale surveys to see what the feedback yeah. is and then they kind of uh, change it according to the, the feedback
1: yeah I, I think the reason why they removed it was because it wasn't very popular and then at the time I was like what it's not very popular I love it it's great <laughs> I mean it was spicy though I know, someone like can take a lot of spice, but it, it was spicy. It was good, though. It was like a good level of spice. Mm. I mean, you were uh, what? You were what, 10 or 11 back then? So, yeah, 2000 and
0: 2000. Uh, yeah, I was like 9, 10 years old. So mm. maybe it was spicy for the 9 year old you, but it might not be spicy for you today maybe
1: it's still going to be spicy i i don't know i don't know
0: <laughs> so i think i think your task for this week uh, i don't know why i'm encouraging you to do this but maybe your task for this week is to eat the macrispy and to report back next week with your
1: findings um i'm 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 not looking be- you know <laughs> far from my house, it's in 10 McDonald's around Singapore. Oh, that's true, that's true.
0: I guess guess if you happen to find yourself somewhere there, or somebody nearby, they could just do that. So I think uh, we are going to kind of segue into the the topic for today, right? And today's topic, we're going to talk about food, which is one of Singaporean's national pastime, in addition to Mm. complaining. Um, Yes. But, but, uh, so yeah, food, complaining, and complaining about food. So... (laughs) (laughs) three three national fast times so we are going to talk about food in general in terms of our own preferences and then we are going to talk about food in Singapore right Um, and Mm. the last thing we're going to talk about food at different price points which is slightly trying to make it more relevant for the podcast in terms of you know how often do you eat cheap food how often do you eat kind of like medium price versus um, expensive food and what are your thoughts on those kind of meals right so I guess Mm. to start off today's episode what are your thoughts on food in general
1: I mean, food is great. What's what's there not to like about food? Food sustains you. <laughs> Does it not? Does it not? Yeah, but um, I guess what are my thoughts on food in general—that's such a general question, dude. <laughs> there was no need to add yeah, in general to the yeah, question. Yeah, you, you called it. You called it. No, I mean, okay. So I mean, some people
0: don't really like food. What? Or at least. Oh yeah, yeah. I, okay, you know, you know, people you know who like that. Okay, yeah. you know, I I don't know whether this saying is. Prevalent in other countries But in Singapore We use it here pretty often And we When we meet someone We ask them Do you Eat to live Or do you live to eat
1: Yeah yeah. So Okay yeah, maybe I, Why don't we go along
0: those lines then Hmm Okay
1: I I I am Kind of in the middle I mean I don't eat to live But at the same time I don't really live to eat also So it's like But I, I think I would be more Towards you, the Eat to live side hmm. Yeah yeah. How about you, you? You eat to eat and live to live? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I eat to eat and I live to live. I mean, I eat. I mean, I, you, you do eat to live, right? You do have to eat to live, don't you? Okay, so so on...
0: on. I mean, if you had to choose one, you would classify yourself more under the eat to live, which is... Yeah, yeah. I, I guess to kind of explain it, uh, you know, for people who eat to live, they don't really enjoy food that much. And so they just eat whatever they have as a form of sustenance. And maybe they're Mm -hmm. not so particular about their food. Whereas um, the converse side would be to uh, live to eat, where people who really enjoy food and they would find it a really sad existence if they were not able to eat their favorite foods or if they ate food that wasn't so great. And maybe Mm -hmm. uh, in their past, in their spare time, these people are the kinds of people that they would go out of their way to eat foods that are great, uh, you know, stores that are great, restaurants that are good, try new things, try new foods, and to travel to the 10 specific outlets for Mac
1: Well, then I think we've really established that I'm not that (laughs) kind of person.
0: (laughs) Okay, I mean, to be fair, I I was having something in the area, and so I figured, why not? It's not like I went there especially for it, right? Uh, For myself, I would say that I fall somewhere in the middle too, but... If I were to pick one side, it would be to live to eat. So mm. I, think, I think there are some practical uh, reasons that contribute to this. So okay. if you were to give me a plate of food and you asked me to be critical of it, I can, I can do that because like, I'm quite sensitive to taste. And right. so I can tell uh, generally for most foods, I can tell a good food versus a not so great a mm. dish. Um, but generally you know especially when you're working from home or you know if you're working in the office sometimes you don't really have that many food choices Mm. and so when you're eating when you face the same options day uh, from day to day you kind of don't really have that much of a choice in terms of what options you have to eat and so you kind of get used to whatever is nearby and you pick a stall pick some stalls that are good enough they're not necessarily the best for example, mm-hmm. if you were to compare uh, that stall to your favorite stall, it's not nearly as good. But because right. you don't really have the time to travel, and you know you're limited by your choices, or you know if your family sometimes cooks something, or you want to eat something nearby, you don't have the time to go out. Then I would say that I'm not generally that picky, and I think that's that's how most live to eat people are, in the sense that for a general day to day kind of uh, food, their meals, they can mm-hmm. make do with things that are of reasonable quality. It's not like right. a, it's not like a 9 out of 10, but maybe it's like a 6 out of 10. Right,
1: right. right. So, so, I would okay. yeah. So, so how, what is the longest you are willing to queue for food?
0: Ah, okay. So I think, I actually haven't really queued. I think we established that uh, in the episode where we were talking about your
1: queuing for uh, what Girls' Generation tickets was it? <laughs> Wait, what was it? Oh, yeah, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, uh, that I was the one remember. about reselling, reselling. Yes, that's right. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes.
0: so I would say I, I haven't actually queued that much for food. Mm-hmm. Um, If you were to ask me how long I would queue, I would say an hour, Yo, maximum. What? Maximum. Okay. But in my life, I don't think I've ever queued an hour for food and maybe very, very rarely. Um, right. But the reason for that is that I try to search for good food mm-hmm. when... Um, at non-peak timings.
1: Ah, okay. So, for example,
0: like uh, you know, whenever you transition from, for example, one one part of your school to your next school, from like uh, you know junior college or polytechnic to university, right. or from uh, national service to university, you know you have some kind of breaks, or mm-hmm. you have weekends, or you have a uh, leave that you take on a weekday, for example. So generally, right. I like to go to these restaurants on off peak timings. Like, either I would take leave and I would go exactly when the restaurant opens. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, on the weekend, you kind of be the first guy there so that you can queue for, like, 20 minutes before. But when the restaurant mm-hmm. opens, you can go in immediately as opposed to queuing for, like, 45 minutes once it opens, right? Yeah.
1: Oh, so
0: uh. I think that's the that's the mindset that I take, which is why I don't queue very often. Generally, mm-hmm. I survive with whatever is available to me. But mm-hmm. uh, on the occasion that I have some time, I would try to... Um, carve out some time to go to the restaurant at off-peak timings, so that mm-hmm. I can try the food. Uh, so if, I mean, this applies to hawker centers, food courts, and things like that. Off-peak timings are the best. Every everyone should, you know, instead of joining the queue and queuing for like two hours, and then I don't know, maybe some people feel proud that they queued for two hours, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, you just lost two hours. You can play on your phone or whatever, right? Genshin right. Yeah. yeah, but generally, I would advise not to queue for two hours and
1: just to go a little bit early so they can skip the queue. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so yeah. it's for for me, right, like any uh, queue that's longer than twenty minutes would like turn me off.
0: <laughs> twenty minutes <laughs> like, is actually like, pretty long. It is very I mean, long. It, yeah,
1: is it not? I mean, like an hour is like unheard of to me. It's like I would not stand in a queue for an hour just to wait for food, no matter how good it is. I'd be like, eh, I'll come back another time, unless I'm overseas. I think the longest I've like, queued was Ooh. in uh, in Hong Kong. Right? Because Hong Kong like it's it's notorious for being like super small restaurants with like almost no right. seating inside. Right. Yeah, and then everyone's like when you're done they like chase you off that kind. So it's like yeah, so the longest I think Figures. I was like forty minutes and that was for I can't even remember what it was now, I just remember the queue actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm guessing that it wasn't worth it.
1: I mean it was pretty good Be- at the time. So because like, you, you can't remember what it was, I can't quite remember what it was. Was it duck noodle or something like that? I can't remember. But the, the roast there was one roast, roast duck or something. Oh, that one was great. That was great. That's the only one I so, can remember. So
0: so would you queue forty minutes for that again? Nah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> does it does it make a difference um, when you are queuing with somebody like friends
1: or family? Uh yeah, I guess it does. But I I don't know. It's it's just like the act of queuing is kind of like dumb. You just stand there for like <laughs> half an hour Doing nothing Just waiting for food right and, and some places they mandate that you have to be in the queue To, oh, to be yes. like in the queue You don't like take right. a number and come back <laughs> like It makes right, so much sense to right. just take a number and come back right It's well, not like you I'm, run
0: away in the meantime I'm beginning to suspect that we could actually do an entire episode on queues And like the economy <laughs> of queues que- Queuing right because Probably. because we seem to have we seem to have spoken about it quite a little bit here and there mm, yeah Q, Q, I mean queues are a part of life right queues are an uh, annoying no, part not, of life no not necessarily I think things are picking up and restaurants uh, those, those who think that it's inconvenient for the customer to queue they're starting to be a little bit more mm, they're willing to invest in mm. those kind of queue ticketing systems where yeah. they would uh, text you or they give you a call when your turn is up so that you don't have to kind of queue and I guess that actually kind of affects your ratings positively as well. Because yeah. if your customers are queuing for super long, they are yeah. likely to have higher expectations or they are more pissed when they enter the restaurant, which is never good for your business. Yeah,
1: precisely. And then like for people like me, right? if they see a super long queue, I'd probably not even queue in the first place. That's If you just ask me to take a number, I'll be like, okay, sure, I'll take a number. When's the expected time? That one hour, I'll be like, what? But I'll just walk away. (laughs) Here, here, have your number (laughs) back. (laughs) Take it back. I don't want it anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but but I will say, you know, going back to the topic that um, for certain kinds of foods, my taste buds are not that refined. I don't don't know. know whether it's, I don't know whether it's something that can be trained or whether it's just something that, you know, you're born with. The answer is probably both. But for example, for coffee, right? Mm-hmm. I can't really tell a good coffee from a bad coffee. So, for example, mm-hmm. if you give me those packet uh, coffee three-in-one kind, all those saturated coffees, it's yep. it's still it's still pretty okay to me. I don't really mind. Mm-hmm. And then if you give me, like, maybe any coffee that goes past 5 $6, which is the traditional price of a coffee at uh, cafes in Singapore, for example, your Starbucks, right. or those um specialty cafes where they would give you a a cappuccino or latte for like five six dollars right if you give me something that's more expensive than that i can't really appreciate it so i think that's kind of like the point at which i know that i shouldn't be spending any more than that on coffee for example
1: oh yeah that is very true i mean coffee is one thing that is like there are a lot of coffee snobs that 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 can taste the difference between coffee so they tell like oh, the like blue mountain coffee is great yeah, I, I, if they can they can yeah but I don't know I mean I guess they drank enough coffee you know what is good and what is bad so maybe that's the, the difference between us and them like if you ask me like wine right um, you give me a lousy wine you give me a good wine I probably can't tell the difference but if you give me a sweet wine I'll probably like it more than a sour one you know one that's super acidic yeah. Yeah, so it's like, eh, yeah, wine is kind of wasted on me, right? I'm more of a, like a Shivas green tea type of Ewa, Ewa kind, you know? But, that you know, so it's <laughs> wait, like... Wait, wait
0: what, what drink is that?
1: Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. so when whenever my friends want to order wine, I'll, I'll give them like the, the face like, uh, you. I, I don't want to spend so much money on wine, which I can't appreciate. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. I'd rather have like a Jack and Coke, you know? Like something easy, something that's not easy to screw up. And something I know which definitely will be good. I see, I see. Huh?
0: Well, you know all those drinks that you just mentioned. I have no idea what you just said. Maybe I'll go and Google after this. <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed the look on your face just now when you were trying to uh, show show us the face
1: that you give your friends when they suggest that you buy wine. <laughs> yes. Uh. Please don't suggest that we buy wine. Anyone who's listening to this. Wait. Yeah, no, none could, of my friends are listening to this. It's fine. You could. You could whine about it. Hey, you, you should get your friends <laughs> you should
0: hey get your friends to listen to this podcast man then they will know that you you hate wine and then we will have more listeners and so everybody wins and they'll yeah. never ask you to buy wine ever again and you can buy your Jack and Coke okay um Like earlier we mentioned, um, food is one of Singapore's national pastime. I would say that, I I mean, I guess in other countries you will have people who like food as well. But for Mm -hmm. Singapore especially, I guess because we're so small and there's a great hawker culture and a lot of people grew up eating a lot of different things. Quite a lot of Singaporeans, I would say, enjoy their food. And food Mm -hmm. seems to be one of those things that Singaporeans have in common with one another. I know that there are certain cultures that they don't really place an emphasis on their food. Like for example, if you ask them, hey, you know, what are you doing for fun this weekend? Or if you ask them, what kind of food are you proud of? They'll give you a funny look and they'll say like, oh, you know, our food's like just standard fare. Or Mm -hmm. they will suggest activities that are not food related at all because they have other things that their country is known for that people generally partake in, right? Aside from food. Mm -hmm. But I think food is one of those things that Singaporeans generally might say. And so food is really, really important to the Singapore culture. Um, So to ask, you know, what, what, what are your opinions on food in Singapore? I mean, I guess as compared to other countries. And also, this is a question that I, I've always questioned. Um, and so I will kind of throw the question to you while I think about it as well, which is that if sure. a foreigner or a tourist visited Singapore, what food would you recommend to them? Or what would you recommend to them in general? Because even if like someone from overseas, my friends come here and they'll ask me, hey, what's, what's good to do around here? I don't really have an answer for them.
1: I don't (laughs) Uh, let me see Um, actually first of all it depends where they come from right so if they come from China obviously not are going to bring them to eat Chinese food and if they come from like I don't know like US or somewhere you are not going to bring them to eat like western food right so it really depends on where they come from so Singapore has like a very large variety of food and there's good food to be found in every corner of Singapore Uh, some corners more than others but you know it is what it is Uh, but uniquely Singapore food I don't think we really have any? Um, most of it is like because we are like a kind of like a they like to say melting pot of cultures right so it's the, the it's, melting
0: pot is full of food
1: <laughs> yeah it is full of food so it's like food from different cultures come together and then uh, it, it gets like a little bit mixed up here and there so you have your chicken rice and all that so I mean there are, there are good stuff all around Uh, but I wouldn't bring like let's say a Chinese person or maybe I would bring a Chinese person to eat chicken rice because even though it's Hainan chicken rice I'm sure they don't have it in Hainan
0: I mean, not, mm. not every Chinese person is from Hainan, right? In fact,
1: I mean... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But Hainan is a lot closer to China than we are. So, I don't know. I would have expected it to, like, spread out more from there. But, I mean, if it doesn't, then it ah. doesn't. So, hmm, I don't know. Like, I think easy things to recommend would be, like, Prata. Especially if you are, are more friends, right? Like, like Westerner friends that come from, like, yeah. Britain or, like, I don't know, one of the European countries where there's not much taste. You can, like, <laughs> give them Prata.
0: <laughs> Way to isolate, uh, you know, half of our listeners
1: <laughs> yeah but i mean uk is famously known for having like bland food right everything is boiled and mashed and you know that kind of thing so it's like when they come here you want to give them like a shock to their system right you give them like brata with curry oh so good or you give them like maggie mm. goreng mm, yeah or you bring them to eat like tau hui you know things that they they would have never come across before so right yeah what i would recommend to them is probably not probably things that I would personally find good for myself it could it, it would probably be things that they have never ever seen before yeah like the pratas and then watch them and then you see the, the guy making the prata it'd be like such an interesting show I'm sure mm. they have prata
0: in the UK uh, well, I'm, I'm yeah, sure I they mean, do yeah but my impression of UK is that even though they don't place that much emphasis on their food they do uh, like for example London has quite a lot of good restaurants so oh, yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I think there were quite a, there are quite a number of uh, top Indian restaurants in yeah, yeah, yeah. London. Correct, correct. Although yeah, I don't London know whether, a lot of Indian restaurants. but I think those are like slightly too high class to serve prata, right? Oh, ah, that's a
1: good oh, question. They could they
0: could be like fifteen fifteen uh, pounds or <laughs> euros. Yeah, pounds.
1: they might call it something else. They might not call it prata, but they be like, hey, this is prata. I don't know. Yeah, so it's like that, yeah, that would be fifteen pounds. Jesus Christ! Here is like what less than a dollar for plain prata, eighty cents a dollar.
0: Yeah, so I think I think I I do have a slightly different approach to you in the sense that I think I would try to ask, um, you know, <clears throat> this person whom I'm bringing around what what they would like to eat or what they are open to eating. Okay, and I mean, so it really depends. Like, if they have some allergies or if they. Have something specific in mind that they want to try, then it's easier for you to bring them, right? As opposed to mm, true, true. what what you like and which which they may not like at all, or they might not be able to eat even. Um, but I think. But that being said, you know, if some tourists just came up to you and they're like, "Oh, I, anything," right? And then mm-hmm. you you kind of have to give a, a an answer for them, a generic answer, and you don't know anything about them. Then I think there are a few socially accepted dishes that we we have in Singapore. So I think uh, chicken mm. rice would be one of them. Uh, yep. I don't. Yeah. Then there are a few others, you know, carrot cake, uh, laksa. I think roti Prata is fine as well. Uh, Nasi Brani and things like that. Um, Some kind of dishes that are kind of iconic for Singapore. And then that even uh, tourists would know about it. Foreigners would Mm. know about it. And then they can say like, oh, you know, we've tried Singapore's national food. Even though like Singapore's national food is every single thing, right? So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I would so I would take into account their considerations and then mm-hmm. uh, if they didn't have any then I would bring them to something that I would like that it's fairly universal as well right, but if right. they have something specific for example they say like oh you know I maybe they are very very privy to some sort of things or they have done a lot of their research right?" and they say like mm-hmm. oh I want this like, really obscure dish that no one would ever ask for no regular mm-hmm. would ever ask for mm-hmm. then it's like okay fine then let's let's figure out where we can that, get that um, good uh, a good version of that dish you might have to travel a little bit but I guess mm-hmm. it's something that
1: might be worth yeah yeah so I think that's one of the good things about Singapore right so generally the good foods are in hawker centres so if you bring them to a hawker centre right, there's definitely something that they 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 can eat or something Ooh, that they have not right. tried before right so yeah so I I don't know when I go overseas I I, I mean I of course eat the national dishes right but I also want to try like to eat what the locals eat you know it's like some obscure thing that I, maybe I have never heard of before and because I have never heard of it, hence I do not know of it, so I don't know to ask for it. So <laughs> sometimes it really so, it really takes a you, guide to like hmm? or how, do, how do you get
0: how do you get around to knowing what the locals eat then?
1: Uh generally you go with guides, like uh like a local tour guide. Like I think a few years back, uh we went as a family to Italy. So we had this guide, right, who drove us like he he, he basically brought us around like the whole of Italy. Or oh, I mean not the whole of Italy, I mean the few places that we went to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So That, so anyway, that he, would be a
0: very uh very outstanding guide.
1: Yeah, and it a would driver. Have been a very outstanding guide. Yeah. And it would have cost like so much money. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, he was driving us around. So he he is a local Italian, right? So he kinda knows like what they have, what's available. So if you tell him I'm trying I want to eat something that like tourists don't normally go for, like what do you normally eat? That kind of thing. Like bring us to places where uh, locals would eat because that's generally where you get like the good food right the ones that are yeah. not so and at better prices um, as well yeah precisely so I think he brought us to this um, interesting like small cafe kind of thing right Ooh. and then they were serving polenta so at, the, at that point of time I had no idea what polenta was right yeah so polenta uh, educate me as well <laughs> okay, yeah so polenta is based, it's a type of pasta but it is not pasta per se right so it's not in the shape of a noodle so it's not long It's not screwy It's not elbow shaped It's just like Mashed potato Right But oh. it's a little bit Yeah It's a little bit More gelatinous Than Mashed potato And they call it polenta Right And then they serve I'll it I'll go there Immediately after this <laughs> Yeah And they, they served it With like this Uh, What's it called Um, Squid ink sauce Oh Squid ink Yeah, yeah. So I mean in Singapore You oh. also get squid ink Right But the Singaporean squid ink Somehow it's like A little bit different from what we had over there so it was like oh my god it was like eye-opening experience first of all you're eating polenta which is like which you didn't potato, know what it was not, <laughs> yeah and then it was uh also at the same time squid ink so that was a very interesting experience i think yeah so i, 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 I guess that's the kind of obscure thing that like people do research to go and eat but yeah i just kind of stumbled across it
0: I, I didn't know that your family was so adventurous with food i
1: thought that yeah it, it's not my family it's just me
0: (laughs) wait what who are you with
1: and my sister yeah no so my family generally when they go overseas they will they will order like the safe things right so of course on the menu it wasn't just polenta they had other like pastas and stuff like that so they kind of went for that and then yeah so generally me and my sister are a little bit more adventurous when it comes to food like when we go to like overseas right you don't want to eat Chinese food every day right it's kind of boring eat Chinese food in Singapore right yeah, and even in Singapore, we don't even eat Chinese food every day. Some days we eat Malay food, some days we eat Indian food. So like going overseas and eating Chinese food every day is kind of like eh. Uh, yeah. Then when you go overseas, stay in Singapore lah, you know. So <laughs> it's it's the, it's the kind of thing la. But yeah, I think your family is very different in that regard, right? You you guys would like go and eat like the local things and stuff like that, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think um I have we had a similar experience when we went to Taiwan, and we mm-hmm. instead of. It it wasn't like a tour per se, but we hired a driver, and the itinerary was kind of up to the driver to bring us to. So mm. I I don't I don't even think we had a copy of the itinerary, or at least I wasn't I wasn't aware of it. And so mm. the driver kind of brought us to the different attractions and also the different food, food places, and the, and of course he was local, right? And so mm. I remember, I remember him bringing us to all sorts of places. Like it was very the places were very off the the beaten track Mm. yeah they were not like in the main streets and they were in some very very obscure place and to be honest if he had like lower ratings we might have thought that he was going to kill us and um (laughs) sell our organs organs. yeah it was it (laughs) was it was that kind of obscure. but Uh most of the time when we went there the food was pretty good and Mm -hmm. so that was probably where the locals ate as well um Mm. but another experience that i remember was uh, my family went to japan Mm. and so I mean, Japan is well-connected enough that you can kind of find whatever you need to find. So even though some of the places might be a little bit obscure, you can generally still find it on Google Maps, for example. So mm. yeah, you can still find it. And I, But I remember one, one time, um, sometimes we do this thing where, where, I mean, probably most tourists would do this. So there are, there are different kinds of tourists. There are some um, when you go for a trip, right? where you will kind of meticulously plan every place that you're going to eat. So, for example, mm. you say, okay, tomorrow we're going to wake up and this is the schedule. On uh, yep. For breakfast, we're going to go to place A. For din- lunch, we're going to go to place B. And for mm. dinner, we're going to play- go to place C. But yep. there are also uh, people who, or you might do this for some days of your trip, mm-hmm. right? Where you say, okay, we're going to go to this place and we're going to eat whatever is there. And we don't know what's there. But... When the time comes for lunch or for dinner, we're gonna to go to like Google Maps and like check food near me, or we're just gonna see whatever's around where people are, and we're gonna to go to that place and we're gonna eat it. So there's no plan at all, mm-hmm. and so I remember one of the best meals that we've ever uh, we've had in Japan was at one of those kind of places or one of those kind of experiences where we were kind of driving. Uh, a long drive from one place to another and I think halfway through we kind of had to stop for a break and stuff and so Mm. we were trying to find a place nearby that sold some food and so it was like okay Google uh, good food near me and there was this place that was like one shop at an intersection in the middle of nowhere (laughs) and it was surrounded by beautiful flowers Okay. okay so it was great so we parked there we went in and there was like one elderly lady manning the store Okay. And so she was the one who was tending to the flowers, which were very, very beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. And she had tons of side dishes on the table, and then she was the only one there. So she owns the she owns the restaurant, she cooks, she serves, she does every single thing. Oh, and cool. so yeah. And so we we kind of had to figure out the menu because it was in Japanese. Mm-hmm. And we ordered uh, Okonomiyaki, which is kind of like a flour pancake with vegetables mm-hmm. and meat and stuff like that and some of the side dishes and whatever and it was one of the best meals that we've ever had oh. yeah in Japan and the funny part was that this lady was kind of I don't want to say it, but she was kind of clumsy right Right. so she was like in the kitchen you could hear all the, the pots banging and her dropping things <laughs> on the floor and then like yeah she would like give us some sauce and then she would like be clunking things here and there and, mm-hmm. and so when, when we were watching her prepare we were like laughing and we were saying that this lady is like so cute right because she's like kind yep. of elderly and then she's like kind of happy and she's like hitting things here and there and mm. we we're thinking how, how is that going to be a representation of the food but the food was brilliant
1: <laughs> it's but, a the food,
0: but the food was absolutely brilliant
1: yeah so this is a classic uh example of lowering your expectations <laughs> Yeah, let's that's, that's not a knock on her food, though. The food is probably great. It's probably amazing. To have a shop in an intersection, that's a little bit odd, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was like there was no other thing within maybe a couple of hundred meters. Oh, dang. It was at a random intersection. That was, it had its own car park. It was just like this random standalone shop with some flowers. And it wasn't even like a straight intersection. It was like a diagonal kind of intersection. So... <laughs> Yeah, hmm. but I think I think that was definitely an interesting experience. Uh, you know, so if if a foreigner, you know, apart from food, right? Just mm. this is just a general question, a fun question, yep. right? Because okay. I don't know the answer. Uh-huh. If a foreigner visited Singapore, you have a foreign friend who visits Singapore, And you're like, hey, what what should I be doing here, or what what do you guys generally do for fun around here? Oh, <laughs> what what would you recommend them? <laughs> I
1: don't know Genshin Impact.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, don't say Genshin Impact. You can, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can I, you can play that anywhere.
1: So. yeah that's true I, I don't know I mean if you ask me where to go in Singapore I mean I don't really go out much I mean recently no one really goes out much but uh, where to bring a foreign friend in Singapore to do stuff I don't know I would probably bring them to eat like there really isn't much to do in Singapore unless your, <laughs> your friend is like big into gambling then maybe I'll be like oh okay cool go to MBS go to the casino or RWS uh, foreigners don't have to pay a levy um, I'll wait for yeah, you, you outside dude
0: you-, you can't even go with him because we need to pay the, the entry fee
1: yeah, I'll probably just like, oh cool, uh we wait outside and I'll meet you for lunch or something like that and I'll probably go do my own thing. But yeah, I mean I don't really have many overseas friends, so I guess that's not really a problem. <laughs> but yeah, I think if it, i I would probably bring them to eat stuff, um, I don't know. Uh maybe not like the regular stuff. Like just go and chill somewhere, you know. Like ice cream, coffee, that kind of thing, you know?
0: Yeah. Mm. So so like the food the food would be the highlight. What about what about doing things in the area, in the vicinity of where the food was?
1: Well, I mean, it really depends, right? Singapore's a... I mean, Singapore's not a big place. It's not tiny as well. I mean, if they were a bit more adventurous, maybe we go to Quay and we could do the reverse bungee or... Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've actually, actually wanted to go on the reverse bungee for the longest time. Don't know why it happened. Anyway, yeah. And now there's one, Um, was it AJ Hackett? They opened like uh the Swing. Is it a Swing in Sentosa? Was that also bungee? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, well, but those yeah. are like the the more adventurous stuff, right? Like things that Singaporeans don't generally think of doing. Uh, are like touristy touristy things, right?
0: Hmm. But but I but I would think that you know from wherever these um, tourists came from, they would probably have a more extreme version of this. Oh, that's their, probably true. On their real real <laughs> cliffs, yeah. Or on yeah. their you know they they do have uh more scenic spots where they can do some of these extreme spots. Hmm. Yeah, I I have yet to find someone who has given me a really good answer to this question. If your foreign friends visit Singapore, what would you recommend them to do? So Mm -hmm. I guess I'll just KIV this question. But I think um, I I don't know whether it's because we're we're boring. We are boring. (laughs) So yeah, maybe someone who is more interesting or more inspired might be able to give a good answer to this question. But I think Mm -hmm. uh, generally I would advise something similar. I think food will be the highlight. And mm-hmm. I guess that's not necessarily a bad thing because it is Singapore, right? So mm-hmm. I think food would be the highlight. And recently I've gotten into this habit of we of going to certain food places and then exploring the area around that food place. So mm. the food is still like the food place or the restaurant is still what's on the schedule. But in okay. terms of the itinerary after that, it's uh, completely freestyle. And then mm. you kind—I mean—you try to pick places as well where you kind of know that there are some interesting things to do in terms of malls or in terms of attractions. I guess you could say Singapore has um, attractions as well. You know, we have zoo, we have the bird park, we have night safari, we have MBS, yeah. we have Jewel, Jewel Changi Airport. So I think there are these things that are available as well. But I guess mm. it's not something that we can do too often, and it's something that I found. Um, you know, when you go overseas and you ask some of your local friends, sometimes they're not that adventurous as well because mm. to them, their country is kind of like normal to them. Then yeah, as yeah, a tourist, yeah. when you go there, it's a different mindset where you go there and you want to explore everything. But to them, it's just like, oh, this is kind of like my home and this this is so normal to me that there's mm. nothing really interesting to hear. So yeah, mm, it is yeah. A, it is a balance, right?
1: Yeah, I did go somewhere interesting recently, actually. It was, I think, after the CB. I went with well, my family to... downstairs? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't downstairs. It was a little bit further than downstairs. So, uh, we went to Madame Tussaud's wax museum. Oh, right. It sounds, like, super boring, right? But, I don't know, somehow, when you go to the museum, it, it, it's actually kind of fun. I don't know. How yeah, so do tell? Yeah, so, they were running, like, this promo on uh, however you want know how to pronounce it it was like a one-for-one promo right it was like just after circuit breaker everything was like down they were like trying to drum out a little bit more traffic right so it was like my mom was like hey one-for-one one, why don't we go to uh, the wax museum it's like huh you go overseas you don't want to go to wax museum why singapore you want to go to wax museum <laughs> because we it's
0: like, a one-for-one
1: one. <laughs> yeah so we we're like okay sure let's go to the wax museum so we went to the wax museum and it was a uh, kind of interesting um it's not like a place you go to every day uh, it's a little I bit hope, more I it. hope
0: not <laughs> unless I mean, you work there who,
1: yeah unless you work there that's right yeah so it, it was kind of an interesting experience I mean it could have been because we've been at home for like two months couldn't go out that kind of thing you know uh, uh, until I we know, become it, the wax figures <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it was kind of interesting like, I, I never really had much interest in wax figures before but when you go there it's like hey this guy really looks like The Rock <laughs> and he's huge <laughs> and then are yeah. like and then you're like
0: touch don't yeah, touch and it's,
1: <laughs> and it's like the rock holy shit and then yeah it's quite interesting they they, they actually had like um a section on like world leaders so Li xianlong was in there and then uh, lee kuan yu and his wife was in there uh rip uh obama was there muhammad Gan- Mah- 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 gandhi muhammad and Gandhi. Like, yeah there? yeah so it was it was quite interesting uh. and then they, they had like kind of lifelike hair which is a little bit unexpected like you know muhammad Ooh. gandhi like he doesn't have much hair he's kind of bald but there's, like, weird hairs where hair should be, right? You know, like, um in your nose, that kind of thing. So, it's like... Oh, and they even recreated that, huh? Yeah, yeah. They, like, stick a little bit in there. I don't know. It's just to give it a little bit of a mm. more feel, I guess. Texture. I don't I, know. I
0: wonder how Lee Sien long Loong, which is uh, Singapore's Prime Minister, right, feels about mm-hmm. having a wax figure. I mean... Uh, mm. I Because I was thinking that, okay, you know... For these people who are still, I mean, it makes sense to have wax figures of people who are not around anymore. But for the people mm-hmm. around who are still around, is it like a little bit weird? But then you mentioned that The Rock also has a wax figure yeah. in it and he, he is still alive. So I guess yeah. I guess it's I, pretty
1: normal. Yeah, actually, most of them were still alive. Like uh, we had, uh, who was these? Uh, there was a, like a big Bollywood section or so. So I Ooh. I didn't really know any of them. But I think like um, the U.S. side was like Priyanka Chopra and all that. So there were a few like big name celebrities, Nicole Kidman, I think. So mm-hmm. it it was it was kind of interesting, right? And then when you look on when you look on TV or wherever, you don't actually see like how big they are until you go to the oh, wax right. museum, and then you realize like the rock those is are, like huge, huge. <laughs> those are one to one, right? Yeah, those are one to one. Like the rock is like huge, huge. <laughs> it's like huge. I think I have a picture lying around somewhere I'll send it to you later it was kind of fun it was actually kind of fun <laughs> comparing yourself in size to
0: some of these guys
1: yeah yeah. the rock is like oh. he is huge and Obama is actually very tall I mean yeah that, 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 that's very interesting
0: definitely I think uh, let's let's move on to the third point, which is um, so we've talked about food and we've talked about uh, stuff too in Singapore. Uh, we're going to talk about food at different price points, and I don't know whether you've heard. You know, Buzzfeed has this series called Worth It, where yeah. they try different foods at di- drastically different price points. Duh, so, for example, duh, it's not <laughs> <laughs> insert insert excerpt here, but. Um, <laughs> they they do for itself, it's not necessarily the same kind of price points for every episode but they would have mm. one kind of like a cheap option and one kind of like a middle price option and one right. uh, really expensive option generally right and mm. so I think would just like us to think about you know what our thoughts are on food at different price points you know how often we eat these kinds of foods and how mm. should we justify some of these um foods at different price points as well. So I think uh, just a little bit of context, right? Because in Singapore, we do have food courts and we do have hawker centres. And so Mm. these are kind of government... uh, So the the hawker centres are kind of like um, government-mandated areas where they would subsidize the rent for uh, local hawkers, uh, local food providers to provide food at affordable pricing for Singaporeans, right? And so these foods would cost maybe like $3 to $5. It's been increasing in recent years, but generally the idea is to keep it affordable. And I know that it's Mm -hmm. pretty affordable compared to some other countries, right? Then Mm -hmm. you have coffee shops, which are a little bit similar, but smaller and privately owned. But generally the, the prices tend to be relatively affordable as well. Then you have your cafes and then you have your restaurants which go all the way up in terms of pricing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I mean I I guess 90% of the time I'm eating at food courts, or coffee shops, the kind of thing. Um once in a while you buy from the MRT. You know, there are little shops at the MRT also, which is kind of like mm. hawker center pricing. So it is yeah. So that kind of price. So 90% of the time I guess I'm probably eating that. Um, restaurants cafes generally when i'm with friends it also depends on the group of friends that i'm with the more atas ones will like go to more atas restaurants the more up ones uh and then the, the, <laughs> the, the more upscale upscale <laughs> yeah, the more market, um, yeah the more upmarket high ones, you know.
0: high life
1: yeah the so you're living the high life it really it really depends on who you are sometimes it really depends on who you are going with right so I don't really go to cafes that often, restaurants not really, also, unless I'm out with friends, right? Uh, of course, there are different tiers of restaurants. Fine dining um, is one of them which we never, ever, ever go to because we do not have the money for it. Uh, but I don't know, maybe if there was an important event or something, like parents' birthday or that kind of thing, then it might be worth it to go to like a more upmarket fine dining kind of thing. But then again, they might not enjoy fine dining because it is very, very small portions for very, very big money. So mm. I don't know. Yeah. They, they were like huh? you pay $50 and they only give you like this 50 cent coin for a scallop or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. So it's like, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. It is how it works. Right. It's all in the bubbles. The money is in the bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so it's like, yeah, it, it kind of depends on the demographic as well. Right. But for me, I generally prefer to eat like hawker center kind of food, uh, restaurants, maybe like once in a while, but I tend not to spend too much money on food. Or I try not to spend too much money on food. How, how about yourself?
0: I wonder whether your your answer is like slightly different because of uh your professed self-professed uh being a eat to live person. I mean I would say that my answer does gen- doesn't deviate that much from yours, mm-hmm. but maybe in terms of the frequency it might be a little bit higher, right? So mm-hmm. I think I think it's it's probably safe to assume that for most Singaporeans, so like myself, we do generally eat at food courts or uh hawker centers. Or you know you buy you buy from these places and you come back home to eat. Especially mm-hmm. now that we're all working from home, I mm-hmm. guess if you have someone in the family who cooks, like your your mom's generally right, then they would cook certain meals as well. So that would be um, one thing. And I think one interesting thing that I want to point out is that uh, there ha- there have been I guess less people who in Singapore who are willing to cook, or they find it such a hassle because mm-hmm. food is so affordable here. So mm. like if let's say you can you can buy a meal for $5 here, whereas in other countries, it will cost you 10 to $15. Then in those countries, it might be cheaper to cook. But here, mm. you know, it's, it's sometimes actually cheaper to eat outside. Of course, the food outside isn't necessarily the most healthy. So mm. there's that trade-off. But I guess it's something that I've observed that sometimes people are just like, oh, you know, I don't really want to cook or I don't even have to because we do have uh, an abundance of affordable food around mm. here. Mm-hmm. And I would say I that, mean- yeah,
1: Karen. Mm, yeah, I, I mean, it, that, that's kind of true, but it's also uh, like sometimes it's a big mess to cook, right? It it's is. not just it's not just the act of cooking. After that, you got to wash all the pans that you use, all the plates that you use. It's like, it's kind of, eh, just top out something from downstairs, $3, you come up, you eat from the plastic bag, you throw it away. Done deal. Half an hour, settle. If you cook, right, cooking alone is going to take you like half an hour, 45 minutes. <laughs> and then like a oh, typical yeah, yeah, lunch yeah. hour in <laughs> Singapore is like one hour. If you spend half an hour, 45 minutes cooking your lunch, you only have 15 minutes to eat it. So the yeah, economics of it doesn't really work out so well, eh?
0: Yeah, I mean, even mentioning the economics, it's like you spend 45 minutes cooking and 5 minutes eating it and then it's like 45 minutes of uh, work
1: for 5 minutes of enjoyment, right? Yeah, the ROI is not great on that. Not great yeah.
0: at all. <laughs> yeah, we probably could could do an episode on that as well. Um, but for myself, I think uh <laughs> hmm. so called cafes, I think cafes, I'm, I'm pretty open to going to cafes. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think cafes in Singapore... There are a range, right? They would generally run you from about 10 to maybe $30 per person, depending on mm-hmm. what you buy or depending on the kind of the nature of the cafe that you're going to, whether mm-hmm. you buy drinks and things like that. And so right. cafes are generally things that I don't mind going. And I think one of the reasons for that is that gener- uh, cafes in Singapore in general, they are more likely to innovate in terms of their food options. So mm-hmm. they might try new recipes or different... They might come up with their own recipe or they might fuse certain recipes together and so I think that's something the element of novelty in my food is something that I'm also interested in to try, try new kinds of foods and right. so generally um, the cafes being the ones who are offering such food I don't that is another draw factor for me to try out these cafes as well of mm. course I would uh, not go there so often but I would say like maybe it's like uh, once a week or once every two weeks kind of thing depending on whether you're going out with friends or whether you're going out with family uh, probably when you go out with friends that's something that I would do so if I mm-hmm. were to tag it at a frequency it would be once a week or once every two weeks as a kind of like treat um, as well right mm-hmm. so uh, if the hawker centers I know some of them are innovating some young people are taking over hawker stalls mm-hmm. yeah, and they're definitely. offering um, different uh, a kind of like new takes fresh takes on classic foods yep. then that's something that i'll definitely be interested to try as well especially if they have already gotten some measure of good reviews mm. then that kind of shows that okay at least it's worth trying and it's not something that's a total and complete failure right mm. so yeah that's true yeah so i think cafes generally i'm fine with that and i do enjoy a, a coffee here and there to try different kinds of coffee and to just see what they taste like and mm. i mean we spoke about coffees. If you drink one a day and your coffee costs $5 as compared to $1, you do save a lot of money. But when you only eat, drink, like, you know, once a week or once a month, then it's it's something that you could still more easily justify. And Mm. I think the last one where if I were to kind of split it into three different things, so you have your, the cheapest options would be your food courts and your hawker centers. Mm. And the middle price option would be your cafes or like slightly cheaper restaurants. And then your last option, the most expensive one would be your high-class restaurants, your buffets, your, you know, all those kind of upmarket, fine dining kind of restaurants, right? I mm-hmm. would also mention, I would also say that that's kind of reserved for special occasions. So, mm-hmm. is it like a family member's birthday or, you know, I guess if you're going out with your girlfriend or whatever and you have an anniversary uh, or if you're celebrating something like a job promotion or something like that, then mm-hmm. definitely that's something that uh we could go for but it's not mm-hmm. something that we go for very often. Maybe once a quarter or Maybe once every half a year, and things like that. Uh, Okay. Yeah, and I also I've always but I think another topic that we could talk about, uh, not in this episode, but uh, it's the economy of a buffet, right? Because buffets (laughs) have to make buffets have to make money. Yeah, yeah, they do. And so a lot of people think when they are buying the buffet, uh, paying the buffet price, is that oh wow, if we eat maybe like a certain amount of this food. Then we would have got our money's worth. But that's not really the case because the buffet is still making money, right? So yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting thing to look into. But yeah. I think uh your frequency is probably about double of mine. Uh I don't really meet my friends that often recently. I mean in the past, more recently when I was like um less removed from university and like school, right? So that's where the bulk of my friends kind of come from. Uh the the long term ones anyway. So yeah, I guess last time we used to spend a lot more on drinks than food uh now now i mean we're kind of older we don't really drink as much anymore so it's like yeah we're just drinking to have fun but then the food aspect it didn't really increase because of the increase in the drinks portion so i guess i, uh, I guess it's a good thing that we drank so much when we were younger maybe not i don't wait, wait,
0: know I don't, but I, don't, <laughs> I don't quite understand what just happened here what, what why, why did the food not increase
1: I don't know. We we just we just eat the same things we did back then. So like, when oh. we were younger, right, we used to spend like a disproportionately large amount of money on drinks, right? Like, you know, drinks can be very expensive, right? Like right. Compared to like food, so it's like we used to eat like ch- the cheap stuff, and then after that, we would go and get drinks, uh, like cocktails or like even open bottle that kind of thing, right? Oh, but the drinks are yeah. the
0: drinks are the highlight, right?
1: Yeah, the drinks are the highlight. So you just like eat to fill your stomach and like not get so drunk after that. But then, so you eat all the cheap stuff, right? The fried stuff, the, the carby stuff. So like to, to, to like put a base in your stomach to absorb all the alcohol. Right. But then now when we stop drinking or we don't really drink as much anymore, our diet really hasn't changed that much. <laughs> we still so eat still, all the fried carby stuff. <laughs> you still eat the same things, but you drink less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think oh. in that sense, yeah, it comes down It comes down a lot. And I guess that's probably why we don't really go to, like, the more atas places so often. Uh, we don't really go to all those, like, cafes so often, so we kind of just, you know, just eat whatever, you know. We're like, yeah, whatever is cheap, we'll just eat it. And then we'll spend our money somewhere else. Uh, hmm, where is that somewhere else nowadays? I don't even know. I haven't met them in some... So,
0: so one of the things that I'm getting here is that friends are a financial liability. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not that they're a financial liability, right? But some of your habits, your spending habits, uh, they, they change because of your friends, right? I
0: mean, if you don't and go out and you... If, if you only spend money when you go out and friends make you go out, then you would spend more money when you go out with your friends.
1: Yeah, I guess. But what kind of life is it without friends, right? It's kind of sad to have no friends at all. I mean... I don't really meet my friends that often, but that's fine. I guess it's okay. Anyway, <laughs> I mean it's it's okay lah. Like some friends don't don't drink, and then we just like kind of eh, naturally just. I mean it it's it's something that younger people tend to do, like when you are in like your early twenties and stuff like that. You are like, hey, I can drink now; it's legal. Then you like overcompensate and drink way too much. Mm. <laughs> Yeah and then after that you're like, eh, okay, I'm getting old, I shouldn't drink so much and that's a, a disproportionate that's a, an ungodly amount of money I'm spending on drinks every month. Let's stop doing that.
0: <laughs> yeah I, I think you- I mean, I guess some of the same, the same reasoning applies to food as well in the sense that maybe for, for people who like food, when they were young, they would just eat whatever was available to them or whatever they could afford. But as their spending power increase, they got a job and they got more disposable income. Maybe they are mm. more they might be more predisposed to eating, um, or purchase uh, eating at places that are more expensive.
1: Mm, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, food is very subjective, right? Like, like uh, a plate of three dollar rice and dishes could be as tasty to me as. A hundred dollar per hit kind of omakase huh. style Japanese thing, you know. That yeah, is true. So it is. It is very subjective, right? So I don't know. Um, yeah, it it it's a bit it's a bit weird when it comes to food. I mean, some people, they eat like the fine dining restaurants like every single day, they are loaded with cash. That is true. Can afford so, to do that. Yeah.
0: it's interesting that you brought up omakase because um we we kind of wanted to treat ourselves, right, for mm. we, uh, my family and I. So, we actually went to this omakase that was recommended by a friend, and this friend is quite a foodie, so I do trust her recommendations. Right. So, we went to this place, and it was about $60, $68 per person, right? Which okay, is, which that. is, I mean, it's kind of like a buffet, uh, kind of like a high-class international buffet price in Singapore, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. And so we went there and my family likes food. So we are okay with spending on these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably I'll put this in the, the third bracket, which is kind of like the upscale, more expensive kind of restaurant, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so when we went there and we tried everything, we were of the consensus that although the food was good, it wasn't necessarily worth the money because mm. it, I guess you could say like our satisfaction kind of caps out at a certain amount price, a certain price, uh, right? Okay, Where yeah. if the quality of the Japanese food, which is what we ate, omakase, right? Mm-hmm. If, if it was like around $30, then we can still appreciate up to that $30. But once the quality... Is past that thirty dollar mark, it kind of it, the improvements are so marginal that it really doesn't make sense to pay so much money mm. for those marginal improvements in quality. And I think mm-hmm. I think this is actually an uh, economics concept like marginal benefit or something like that right. that yep. we could actually explore in a future episodes as well. But I think um, you know, so there is kind of like that sweet spot for food in terms of the consumer where once paying up that point, the food. You can kind of still justify it in terms of the price mm-hmm. and the quality, increasing quality. But once yep. it gets to like a certain price, it doesn't really make sense anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. Above a certain price, I think you're paying more for the experience than anything else. Like omakase, True. right? You you like you gotta like go in and it's chef's choice. They decide what what you're gonna eat today and you're like oh surprise uh, this is something I love or oh, this is something I don't really like you know that kind of thing so yeah, I guess <laughs> omakase surprise can this go is both something ways.
0: that I don't really like
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah omakase it can, it can go kind of like both ways right chef's choice I mean that that's all that's, it's like it's like playing a gacha right <laughs> you could pull or oh, you could man. pull something else you know
0: <laughs> oh come on man don't bring it back to that okay so I think uh, before we end off I would like to kind of like pose this final question right so Mm -hmm. you earlier you mentioned that okay your your highlight were the drinks with your friends right you spend Mm -hmm. money uh, like kind of on the Hawker Centre food court kind of food and then you go for drinks after that so the purpose of the food was to fill you up right and this Mm -hmm. episode is on food so I was thinking you know does it make sense to have you know whatever we are speaking out about today but in terms of drinks so like where mm. drinks are kind of the highlight, and people live to drink versus drink to live.
1: Well, I I don't think it it is totally transferable. I mean, you for one don't drink, right? Do you drink? I you drink, don't drink water. A lot? <laughs> yeah, you, you don't I, really. I drink,
0: mean, we we said drink. It doesn't. I didn't say drink what.
1: Yeah, but uh, generally you you don't drink to live. I mean, if you drink too much, you die. So, uh, don't don't drink, ladies and gentlemen boys and girls. Uh, Mike and Joe, don't drink too much. Uh, don't drink and drive. <laughs> Yeah, Mike and Joe, I think you're still
0: too young. You shouldn't um, necessarily be taking all the overage advice that we're giving you here.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in terms of drinks, uh, I mean, there are cheap drinks. Uh, there are expensive drinks. But at the end of the day, you you drink just to get like the buzz. Fucked up. Yeah. So it's like you know. If, Yo,
0: if, now if, I'm gonna have to <laughs> censor that.
1: Yeah, just bleep it, man. You can just download the bleep effect, like. Yeah. So it's it's like um I don't know you. You get you get screwed on cheap drinks, you get screwed on expensive drinks. It's not it's not worth it to spend so much on drinks. <laughs>
0: I mean isn't the same isn't the same go doesn't the same go for food though? If the point of it is to fill you up, then whether the food is cheap or the food is expensive, they both do kinda of the same thing.
1: Yeah, I guess, I guess. But alcohol generally tastes like crap, so Hmm. Huh? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Alcohol generally tastes like alcohol. It, it it kinda sucks. I don't know why people drink it. I don't know why I drink it. Uh, yeah, why uh, did you drink it? Maybe it's time for know. some introspection. Maybe, maybe. I mean I've been drinking a lot less, but yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. As you get older, you're like, I should look after my health. I should stop doing these kinds of things. You know? Yeah. So so Which yeah, is food, uh, which is, is exactly kind of, is what right? I
0: start which is exactly what we started this podcast with. <laughs> having yeah, to but, take care but, of our health.
1: Yeah, but food is food is kinda of different, right? Food is not a vice. <laughs> drinking is a vice. Is it a vice? I mean
0: drinking is yeah, drinking is definitely a vice if uh, mm. I, Nah, I guess both of them are not vices if you kind of do them in moderation, right?
1: Yeah, if you eat too much, if you eat too much food could be a vice. I guess. I guess. Wait, food can be a vice? I don't think so. Yeah, like a uh, binge eating. Uh yeah, but you you won't get arrested for doing it in the wrong place, you know.
0: Oh, you? oh, oh, okay, if that's if that's what you mean then then mm, yeah,
1: yeah, it's like is like like illegal? Yeah, the government knows it's bad for you, but they let you do it because they can tax it. So yeah, that is basically what vice is. Huh. Yeah. Okay. You think okay. about Together it they... like, yeah, like, like smoking and stuff, right? It's like the government knows it's bad for you, right? But yeah, they still allow it because it's taxable. It's income. Yeah. If the government really wanted to do what was good for you, right? They would just like outlaw cigarettes altogether, I, I right? Mean,
0: I mean, that kind of makes sense. Get it?
1: yeah yeah the state in singapore for smokers now is really bad (laughs) orchard they have to like you know in army we have like those yellow boxes where you have to stand in to smoke yes they actually put that in orchard road you know they make smokers who want to smoke stand in that yellow box in the side of the road just to smoke
0: (laughs) i think i'm aware so so for the listeners you know in in one of our major shopping districts they kind of mark out certain spaces for smokers and you cannot smoke outside of those spaces
1: yeah, which is kind of ridiculous if you think about it, right? But at the same time, I mean, it kind of makes sense. They want to keep everybody kind of safe and stuff like that. But yeah, just, just outlaw cigarettes, man. Uh,
0: I guess it's whether you want to go kind of like full. You want to go all the
1: way or whether you kind of want to do it gradually, right? Yeah, I guess, I guess. Cold turkey is never a good way to do it, I guess.
0: Yeah. It could okay so we're gonna go code turkey on this episode <laughs> and, and so you know that was a great that was a great episode uh with that we have come to the end uh thanks everyone for listening if you like what you hear give us a like and a follow on whatever podcast app you use and also share the podcast with your family and friends if you have any ideas or questions for us or you just want to say hello please email us at the savvy consumer podcast at gmail.com once again the savvy po- consumer podcast at gmail.com and we will be happy to respond to you on the next podcast episode. Lastly, thanks to John for joining me for this episode, and we will see you again next week. Bye!
1: What's Japanese for bye? Sayonara? Oh, Sayonara, that's right. Sayonara. Oh, come on, we already used it last. Oh, yeah, we did.